This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> that was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Welcome in to year two of Down the Hall Podcast. Season two is what they call it. Season's greetings is what they say. We are here in the season of greetings. Is that what they say? I think that's why it's called that. It's the season that you're supposed to greet everyone that you you're come across. You're supposed to be especially greetful. Greet, greetingful, I believe. Most people yeah. think it's grateful, but that's a common misconception. No, that's Thanksgiving. You're supposed to be grateful around Christmas time. Yeah, grateful around Thanksgiving. Season's greetings. Welcome into Down the Hall Podcast. I'm here with Rodney, not Lyndon. Uh, if you tuned in, if you're a regular listener, you might have uh, listened recently when we announced that we have a third host mm-hmm. joining Down the Hall podcast, Lyndon Wells. We told him that he's not allowed to join until he figures out all of the American uh, traditions uh, that we hold so fond. So we set him on a road trip. He's somewhere in Nebraska right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we told him, you know, let us know how it goes. Send us postcards. And the most recent one we got was just a picture of corn. Don't even think about coming back on the show unless you know 18 things about corn. Wow, that's quite the task. Mm-hmm. He's going to get stuck in Oklahoma. No doubt. There's no way that he can distinguish between those states. Sorry, can you point me to the nearest beer garden? <laughs> you want me to do what? <laughs> I don't, we don't have any gardens. We got corn. You want corn and we got steak. So if you are new to the show, though, you might uh, you might not know what we do. What we do is we help people take movie night back because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch. Scrolling through Netflix and waiting for just something to appear even potentially remotely interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's what Rodney and I do. And now, Lyndon, we, we uh, sift through and navigate the endless options that are available to you on Netflix, Amazon, etc. to help you take back movie night. So we mm-hmm. give you a, a movie wreck every week. But Rodney, I must ask you, yep. since we are saving people 115 hours every year, what would you do with an extra 115 hours in year two of Down the Hall podcast? So it's uh, it's the holiday season. I think something that I might do is just more like holiday trend research, not just for like gift purposes. I got to be honest. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like just understanding the holidays a little bit more because something recently that I saw on one of our listeners' uh, feeds was baffling to me. So the listener is Ivy. Is this the, the the Christmas tree dress thing? Yes. What was that? This is a thing. This is a so this is a. I was going to ask you. This is a mannequin, like a woman mannequin, with a dress made out of a Christmas tree. And I don't understand what's the purpose. Does it re- is it supposed to replace a Christmas tree, or is it? Would you say it's an addition to a Christmas tree? Gosh, I I, I don't I couldn't tell you. Could I also ask you one last question? Have you heard of the upside down Christmas trees? This is also a new trend. Are those the tr- Christmas trees found like in that upside down world and Stranger Things? It's not that it's not that world though. That seems more appropriate than what I'm going on about. But it's there is a trend of upside down christmas trees apparently which i looked up recently only because i remembered that growing up there was a singular household that had an upside down christmas tree now apparently it's like if you look there's like a like a huge mainstream trend of people doing upside down christmas trees because it like gives you more room more floor space 
Oh my god. More room for activities? <laughs> more room for activities. What, more room for gifts. What do gifts. you need? More room for gifts, what apparently. What if I want more ceiling space? What if I have pinatas <laughs> to hang? <laughs> no, but if you think about it, I mean, Christmas pinata could be a thing. That's a but better for the crime. longest time. If you were to ask me, what is an upside down Christmas tree? So these are all these are Christmas trends. That but what I'm saying so is, wait, I is get it, up to date it... on Christmas trends with an extra 115 hours. Okay, because I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening in the world. Christmas trends. Okay, I feel like there's a few more we could highlight, but we won't uh, because we have a movie to recommend. And we not do. only do we have a movie to recommend, we have a movie to avoid. Mm-hmm. Potentially two movies to avoid, actually. And uh, rumor is that you have a game for me. I do. Okay, so we'll, we'll get you, to that. How much too. do you know about this game? I mean, zero percent, zero percent, zero percent. Just sprung it on you. Yeah, uh, and uh, and then beyond that, we also are going to address the topic uh, that we asked you, the listeners, to jump in on, which is you know just tell us what your favorite holiday movies are. That's what we're doing here tonight. We're kind of taking a step aside from the uh, the typical digging deep to find you a, a specific Netflix find, and we're, we're going right into holiday movies because that's what we want to do anyway. Holiday Netflix finds. I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. The movie of the week is The Santa Claus from 1994. It's available to you on Netflix. Uh, It's only an hour and 37 minutes. Rated PG. Comedy, drama, family. Uh, The cast is Tim Allen, Judge Reinhold. Hold on. I think... So I thought this one... There's there's a couple Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus this, and then the sequel, and then the third one. No, no, no. Santa Claus, like the pets. Did you watch a different movie than I watched? You got Santa Claus with the pets, right? With the cats? Uh, I watched The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. The Holiday Catastrophe featuring all of the cats? No? Sure didn't. I avoided that. I think you might have uh, veered to oh, the wrong God. movies. Yeah. Oh, boy. I just would ask that one time you pay attention to the show notes. One time. I I thought it was pretty straightforward. Santa Claus. I... I don't know what to tell you, but I will tell you, I recommend you watch The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I'm kidding. I've seen it. Yeah, I think we all knew. (laughs) That was a joke, everyone. That was, you see, Rodney, the nuance of your humor is hard to keep up with, I will admit, but I think we all knew that you did not watch The Catastrophe Santa Claus. Oh, no, I did, but I also (laughs) watched this one. Anyway, this one was directed by uh, John Pasquin, who actually did Home Improvement, the show, which I found interesting. I didn't know that. That was obviously a Tim Allen thing. And Miscongeniality too, And we're saying that this is the one you need to watch this week. It is, to me, a fantastic holiday movie. So, Rodney, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, honestly, this one is, like, I don't have a lot. And I don't know if you do, but I don't have a lot of holiday movies. But I'm not exaggerating to say that this would be my holiday. Like, if you were to say, what's my most traditional movie that I'd watch every single Christmas, it's Santa Claus. Yeah, absolutely. This one I'd, I'd make sure to watch every single year. Basically, what this movie is about is how Tim Allen um, is, you know, with his son. Um, and so they're a divorced couple, right? And so he's... Well, he and his son are not. He and his uh, divorcee <laughs> are a divorced it was, couple. I thought it was a complicated relationship. No, nope. but he and his um, son are just father and son to the best <laughs> of my knowledge. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, Tim Allen is uh, spending the time with his son and, you know, trying to make it, you know, an entertaining time um, for his son, but it's kind of failing at the beginning. And... Uh, unbeknownst to him, uh, the actual Santa Claus lands on his roof, uh, falls down, 
passes away. I hope I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> and a few things from there happen where he basically becomes the actual Santa Claus and he and his son try. A gentler way of saying he died is protecting the spoiler. I feel like I saw that in your eyes. Like if I say pass away, it might be gentler and it might not spoil the fact yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. dead. People don't know what's exactly going to happen. But uh, so he ends up uh, putting on the suit and unbeknownst to him takes the place of santa claus right he gets like magical santa powers and delivers all the gifts ends up at the north pole thinks it's a dream and then i mean we can't spoil anything else you haven't seen it but the rest of the movie is how he is now literally santa claus yes and to me i think uh one tim allen is i actually didn't really watch home improvement growing up um, that's where I always claim like I was in South America, didn't see it, didn't yeah. know that it existed. But what I will say is this is for all intents and purposes, what I know of Tim Allen and I find him to be very funny and, uh, both this and the movie jungle, the jungle, but he has, uh, it's a great Tim Allen sense of humor movie. Um, I think it still has lasting power to me. I think the only thing I find hard to watch now when I go back is that the kid does seem awfully bratty. <laughs> I do every like once in a while. he needs a stern talking to. Yeah, like every once in a while, I think like, kid, you're at Denny's. Put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, I think I that. don't want to go to Denny's. I don't want eggnog. I hate this. But other than that, he does love when his dad becomes Santa Claus. Who wouldn't? So what did you give this movie? Uh, so this movie, I'm giving a solid nine. Really? For, so, for just nostalgia purposes, mostly. Mm. It's a movie that... Ages well. Like I can watch line. it over and over and over again. Um, this is a movie that I fully understand uh, it being a holiday classic. All right. So I know? gave it an eight out of ten. I okay. loved it as well. Eight out of ten is a really high score for me. And it is one of my one of my favorite holiday movies ever, mm-hmm. hands down. Um, so yeah, make sure you go see it. What was the actual IMDb score though, Rodney? So do you want the actual IMDb score for Santa Claus, the, the catastrophe? Yeah. Let's hear that. So Santa Claus, the catastrophe, uh, currently is, is resting at a pretty lofty 3.1. Mm, nice. I'll on to, 391 I'll reviews. That. So in terms of Santa Claus movies, this one might be the highest ranked Santa Claus titled movie ever. I think so. What well, is I, it? Depends on how you spell it. Um, and this one is at a 6.4 out of 10. Okay. So I'm glad you did it that way because 6.4 seems low, but compared to the three <laughs> and the two, it seems astronomical. I mean, if you're going to watch a movie titled Santa Claus and you don't have the spelling for it, this is the one you want to go with. Especially with today's technology where you just say, like, play Santa Claus. Good point. You never know what you're going to get. You really don't. And you have no way of controlling it. Well, you're completely subject to whatever the technology finds. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Loathe entirely. I like you a lot. All right. So uh, time for the professionals and what they have to say. Um, so we've got a Rotten Tomato score. Do you need me to explain what a Rotten Tomato score is? Oh, gosh, please don't. Well, it is the first episode of, of year two of Down the Hall Podcast. I guess if I were prepared, I would have done something better for this. Okay. So Rotten Tomatoes is uh, the score of what professional reviewers, people who are paid to do this for a living, uh-huh. what people who are paid to do this for a living give movies. And so if they give it a positive review, so something that's like a B or higher, mm-hmm. then that goes into contributing to a positive percentage. So 74% who gave it a positive Rotten Tomato score means that 74% of all the people who saw this 
who are professionals said that it's a B or higher. Why? I'll tell you. Not the strongest start to year two on the Rotten Tomatoes explanation. You thorough, don't think so? Thorough. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Very thorough. So basically a 74%, which might be considered a C, yeah. gave it a B. Okay. So a C percentage gave it a B. You know what, though? Holiday movies aren't meant to be the highest critiqued movies of all time, right? It's like they're just meant to make you feel a certain way. Yeah. It's kind of like fast food. Like fast food's not meant to like sustain you. No one's going to confuse fast food with like a healthy diet. But mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just it's just there. You know, Taco Bell's just there to make you feel good. Yeah, it'll fill you. Yeah. And it's not going to it's not going to it's not going to hit you hard in the wallet, just in the toilet. It's, I mean, that feels I don't think Chad, we don't go blue on the show. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have brought toilet jokes into this. But okay, but anyway, the the fact of the matter is some people did and did not like this movie. So we're looking at what the critics said. I'm going to give you the best review and the worst review. We'll start with the worst review. It came from The New Yorker. This is very typical of something that we will hate, you and I, these types of reviews, the mm-hmm. ones that, that try to be cute. It says, Tim Allen's talent for dry, regular guyness fails to kindle Disney's sappy big screen Yule log. Ugh. I don't think I follow it. All right. Tim Allen's talent for dry, regular guyness. Dry, like, yeah, dry humor. Like being Tim Allen regular, humor, what I was saying. His regular guyness. Yep. Fails to kindle Disney's sappy big screen Yule log. What does Yule log mean? <laughs> Something you light on, on fire uh, to, to, to celebrate the holidays. It's a tradition. You yeah. need to get not so, only modern trends, Christmas trends. So they're saying like he was too like dry for it to ever come across. Trends. Like he was too dry to ever come across as like warm enough for this, like for it to be a Disney movie or something. I don't really know. But the best review was from TV Guide magazine. Is TV Guide magazine a thing still? Um... Like, hold on, let me call I my assure mom. you that this is not TV Guide Magazine, like the website. This mm. is 1994. This is literally what TV I, Guide Magazine I'm going to call my mom real quick because I think she'll know. She's got to be the only one that knows. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, nevertheless, the Santa Claus is a charming, if mild, fantasy distinguished by a gentle directorial touch that strikes a deaf balance between dramatic and fantastic elements. So just the yeah. idea that, you know, the idea of it being extremely charming and that it, uh, you know, it's it's dramatic because it tells a really good story about a family that was broken, but then trying to come together in a way, but then also has that fantastic elements where they're literally at the North Pole with elves and reindeer and things like that. So it strikes a pretty good balance, I think. I do too. I think it strikes a good balance because the whole time Tim Allen is like, what is happening here? Yeah. You know, which I think gives it like a grounding, like a level, like level setting which is also why number two and three i feel like should be burned well let's get to that okay there's an old saying in tennessee i know it's in texas probably in tennessee that says fool me once shame on shame on you if fool me we can't get fooled again so each week we also give you a movie to avoid uh and usually those are ones that are being promoted on netflix i wouldn't say these are necessarily being promoted but uh, Netflix does go through, you know, these trends where they'll they'll pop Christmas movies up on your main screen, and you'll probably see these too. Uh, they are both on Netflix. It's the sequels. It's the sequels to the Santa Claus, Santa Claus Two, Santa Claus Three. Now I will say, Rado, I kind of like the second one. I'm trying to remember the second one, I guess. Um, but I, I can't recommend either. Is that have Mrs. As, Santa Claus? Yeah, it does. It's okay. I like it. It's funny. The fake Santa in that, like the toy Santa, is hysterical. But I couldn't honestly recommend that or 
definitely not the third one with with Jack Frost with Martin, Martin, Short. Martin Short playing Jack Frost. We can do without those. those yeah, you know that one I saw in theaters, and uh, which didn't come out that long ago. Like I was an adult, uh, and I I guess I was probably just watching it out of nostalgia or just like thinking like I didn't assume that it was going to be good. But I remember watching it and thinking, like, this is really hard to watch. The one thing I'll say about Santa Claus 2 is that there's a reindeer named Chet who saves the day. Does he save the day? Saves the day. I guess I should remind you that in Get Out, Rodney saves the day. Yeah, we're the lovable sidekicks. I like it. We can change this to lovable sidekicks podcast. Linden and the lovable sidekicks. Linden and the lovable sidekicks. Why don't, is there another L word that we could throw in? He just joined the show and all of a sudden we're his sidekicks. (laughs) He's already taken over the show. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. All right, so we gave you a movie of the week, as well as two to avoid, maybe one and a half to avoid. I kind of like Santa Claus, too. Uh, But we also asked you what your favorite holiday movies were. Uh, And I will also bring your attention to the fact that we now have a Facebook page. You can find Down the Hall Podcast on Facebook, which is where we're going to be having all of these conversations, these topical conversations. If you're already following us on Twitter, you'll see them there as well. But I feel like Facebook is a much better vehicle for having these types of discussions. And oh, yeah. it's easier for us to keep track and be able to share your answers on the show. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, go to our Facebook page and jump in on these types of conversations each week. Um, Hannah in Pennsylvania leads off with with the modern classic Elf as, as her favorite holiday movie. That's a good one. I of saw it course. in theaters and I remember knowing like in the moment, like, oh, boy, I think this is a good one. Megan from Massachusetts says Muppet Christmas Carol. That's yeah. That, that's, that's on that's my a list. Sneaky good yep. one for sure. Carl from Missouri says, "I'll be home for Christmas." Is that the uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? You know Which what? Is another man, another I'm callback you, to uh, Home Improvement. I'll call. I'll be home for Christmas. A movie I watch fifty to a hundred times is in like Beale middle school, too? high school. Yes, yes, Jessica you're Beale. right. Yeah. yeah, love interest. Uh, Nina, my sister up in Buffalo, says uh, says White Christmas, which is one that my family watched a lot growing up. That's also available on Netflix, but Rodney will never watch it, so no hope of us doing an episode on it. Uh, a lot of people said Die Hard, and I know that's a common conversation. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I feel like they just want the effect, so I'm not going to address that. Good idea. Ariana says The Holiday. Ariana is the wife of the guy that I wake up every year when September ends, for mm-hmm. the regular listeners of the show. And I guess by default, you wake her up, so you're actually lucky that she even responds she to anything she was you marrying say. into. Uh, this is a controversial one. Laura, out on uh, Martha's Vineyard, um, says Santa Claus 2 not the first one. Whoa. And not the third, which is easy. So yeah, she just okay. spat in the face of our uh, of our episode this week. Then why would we read her why would we gotta read be, her suggestion? Got to be uh, got to be fair. No. Um, no you don't. We're all right. creators. All right, a couple more here. Legna, the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She says The Grinch on repeat, which is true. She loves The Grinch and she the Grinch quotes is good. it all the time. Also another one I saw in theaters. Also one we quote. The podcast literally we quotes do. it every, every week. Every single week. You're right. I guess we, why don't we do that one? We're clowns. That's tough. And uh, Kilt Mark from Jersey says The Bishop's Wife from 1947. So I feel like I had to throw that in there, too, just for you. <laughs> the oh, Bishop's man. Wife. Do you think it's good? Is it accessible? Like, Or do you have to probably go get like a, a It's accessible, film? but it's a silent film. It's so. a film reel. You have to get a film reel and a projector. So so long as those are accessible to you, then it's accessible. Rodney, what's yours? Uh, so you know what? Mine is Eight Crazy Nights. The wow. animated Adam Sandler movie. Yep. I got to tell you, a movie that when I was younger, emotionally, very emotional, made me cry. Wow. 
Yeah. Have you ever seen it? No, I, I can't say that I have. Completely worth watching. It is a movie that you might think is just kind of rambunctious, but it actually hits a lot of emotion. I might rewatch it again this Christmas because I haven't seen it now for probably a couple years. Wow. Yeah, you need a good Such cry. A good one. I could tell you just need a good cry. Ooh, so bad. Um, so mine is Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, uh, and Sinbad mm. and young Anakin Skywalker, yeah. as I know him. Uh, and that one's hilarious. It's, it doesn't quite hold up because now you could just buy the toy. He's trying to get Turbo Man and it's like he waited to the last day to get his son this Turbo Man toy. Right. And now you could just, you know, Amazon it. But, uh, but still in a different setting in a different time, that is a great Christmas movie. Governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's pretty good, Rodney. Thanks. As, uh, uh, three out of 10. Wait, I'd what say. do you mean? What do you mean, Rodney? That was. Arnold just came in. Oh, boy. <laughs> Roddy's had some eggnog tonight. Have I? All right. So uh, at this point in the episode, we would usually tell you to uh, beware that we're going to get into our favorite scenes of the movie, which might be spoily, but that's not going to be the case this I week. I started by describing Santa Claus dying in the beginning of Santa Claus. We so. don't need to worry about spoil. Just It's a holiday movie. Go watch it. You're going to love it. You know, it's, it's great. If you want to yeah. come back and discuss it later, we can. This week, we're going to do a little bit different than normal. We're not going to get into the spoiler talk. Mm-hmm. Rodney has a game plan. But before we get to that, I do. we want to address uh, our friends. Our friends are Matt and Pete on Checked Out in Jersey. Uh, we are on that show every Thursday currently um, at 8 p.m. And it's on Facebook Live, but you can also download it as a podcast. What we do is we go on that show. Typically, we talk about our movie recommendations or we'll just join their show and talk about whatever they're talking about. Just like this week, what we talked about was uh, the movie um, Rudolph. You ever seen Rudolph, the claymation movie? Yeah, I didn't grow up in Paraguay. I saw Rudolph the Red News, right? So I've never seen it. You were growing up in Paraguay. That's correct. Well, I think it came on the 70s. I think it probably came out way mm, before. Yeah, but it was played on TV like in the 90s all the time. Yeah. So uh, basically, they talk about like all that's wrong with that in the latest episode. So um, would would recommend listening to that because there's some there's some funny moments. Matt is really upset by that movie. All right, yeah, so each week we go on their show. We love doing that, and uh, you, like Rodney said, you can catch them on the podcast if you don't catch them on Facebook Live. But, Rodney, I'm uh, I'm very interested. What is this game that you have planned for us? Um, so uh, something big happened this Friday. What happened? What happened this Friday? Um, well, Star Wars came out Friday. It did? I saw it Thursday night. You saw it Thursday night? Yeah. Well, what time did you see it Thursday night? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask that because you're a stickler. 10 p.m. It wasn't midnight. It wasn't Friday. It How was- long is the movie? Two hours, two and a half hours. Thank you. So you saw it on Friday. I saw it on Thursday. <laughs> you saw it on Friday, just anyway, like I said. Anyway, so yeah, so it came out. It came yeah. out on Friday. Wait, what did you do Friday night? What did I do Friday night? Yeah. I went to the Celtics game. Oh, yeah, that's right. What did you do Saturday night? I saw Star Wars. What did you do Sunday night? I watched the Patriots game with you. Didn't you watch it three times? Oh, after the Celtics game, I saw Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, you, you were trying to... You don't be coy. So you saw it. Friday night, you saw it again Friday night, and you saw it again Saturday night, I saw right? Thursday night at 10. <laughs> uh, after the Celtics game, I saw it with MoviePass, yes. And then Saturday, I saw it with MoviePass as well because Josh wanted to see it. Yeah. So would it be safe to say that you consider yourself a Star Wars buff? Oh, I'm a geek through and through. So like like you are pretty I'm a, knowledgeable. I'm a Star Wars geek through and through, Rodney. You, you would say you know Star Wars pretty well. I mean, unfortunately... And fortunately, yeah, I do. I think I know it. I think I know Star Wars. So you're like a Star Wars genius. A Star Wars geek is where I'll, I'll settle on. You're a Star Wars genius, right? Sure. You, there's no yeah. one that knows it better than you. I'm just doing this for the show. Like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's like Donald Trump speak. Like no one knows. No one loves Star Wars more mm. than you. No one knows but Sitting Star Wars here more thinking than you. If 
bringing up Donald Trump is good for the show or not. I, I haven't quite. <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm saying that you know he, what Donald Trump might say is we'll just no get to one the point. Loves. What are we doing? What's happening here? So I have a I have a trivia I have a game for you. Uh huh. And uh, you know I think typically the show likes to talk about how like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I know nothing about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm not saying I didn't have any help in this. Okay. Uh, so someone may have helped me put this together. Okay, so it's just Star Wars trivia? Uh, yeah, Star Wars trivia. And so um, I think what me and my uh, my secret benefactor... Your accomplice. Um, and I'm going to keep this person a secret. Yeah, the Sith Lord. Uh, until, until after we've embarrassed you. Because typically you like to do these games where you kind of put me on the spot and it's like oh look at rodney doesn't know if this is a horror movie or a bad name <laughs> and uh and in this case uh-huh um what's gonna happen is you're gonna have to look at me while i own you in star wars how do you feel about that i'm very ready i'm very ready so you don't think you're gonna get owned right i'm now? very ready you don't think you're gonna get owned it's not what i said don't put words in my mouth so for the record everybody who's listening and i'm gonna make sure that overseeing the editing of this part that you don't take this out. The listeners must know that he's looking at me like there's no way he's going to get owned in this trivia. I mean, that's not how I'm looking, but we'll let it begin. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it's mostly from the movies. Uh, some is from Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Star Rebels. I think it's called... Star Wars I Rebels. Think it's just called, yeah. That's what I said. Okay. You right, Do you feel you feel okay with that? Go ahead. You, you're in agreement I with that? I never watched Rebels, but okay. You're in agreement with this? Sure. I just... Sure. Never watch Rebels. Okay. So, first question. You're ready. What is the name of the teddy bear-like inhabitants of the forest moon Endor? Ewoks. Ewoks. Don't worry, listeners. We've structured this in a way so that he starts to get confidence early. So, next. What is the key phrase in every Star Wars movie? I have a bad feeling about this. You've got it. That's two in a row. Yes. Uh... You know who says it in the newest one? So you know what I was the the bonus question because uh, I know that you were about to just say it really proud was who says it in each movie? Well, I can tell you who said it in the newest one. You can say it in the newest one because BB-8, okay. which is a trick because he only talks in beeps. Ah, and so he he, he you, you you found out through mm-hmm. beep talk. Mm-hmm. How long did you dedicate of your life to learn beep talk? I don't know beep talk. Do you know bebop talk? I don't know what that is. Do you know how to beatbox? (laughs) Separate Uh, question. (laughs) Sure. So, all right. You're two for two so far. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. All right. So, what is the name of the character that stated, many Bothans died to get us this information? Mon Mothma. And uh, what is his job title? That's a woman. And she is is one of the leaders of the rebellion. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what is her job title? I don't. What was the? What would be the? Uh, the there is a there is a U.S. government term for what Mon Mothma is. Mon Mothma, um, a U.S. government term. She is a senator. But I, I will also say, by the time she says that, she's not a senator. Well, I'm just telling you that the the okay. appropriate thing to do would still be to call someone president if they were ever president. Sure. So. You could always call someone That's president. Fair. That's what That's I fair. asked you. Okay, fair. Right? fair. Yeah, Senator Mom up. Yeah. Um, next question. Mm-hmm. What is the project code name for the Death Star? The what? Death Star. No, I, I didn't. What is the project code name for the Death Star? The project. I don't understand the answer. I, re- I mean, the question. I don't understand the question. 
I don't know how else to ask it other than... I, I'm not trying to be difficult. I genuinely don't understand what the question is. Project... The, que- the project code name for the Death Star. So it's also... So I'll give you this hint. Yeah. It's also the term of affection used for Jin Eros by her father, Galen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starfire. Stardust. Stardust. You see, I gave you that. Mm-hmm. I gave you that respectful pause mm-hmm. for you to Stardust. correct it to Stardust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. We're going to continue on. Okay. What is Luke Skywalker's X-Wing call sign during the Battle of Yavin? Red 5. That's correct. Uh, So what the benefactor wants you to know. Yeah. That this was a really hard question. Uh So the tip of the cap to you for getting that one, sir. Okay. Yeah, Red 5. And I feel like just even the way that I said that is starting to give some clues as to who it is. Tip of the cap? Yeah, I have a a guess who that might be. (laughs) All right. Next question. What type of droid is C-3PO? Protocol droid. All Fluent right. in over 6 billion forms of Chet, communication. Chet, obviously, that's not the question. How many forms of communication... <laughs> over 6 billion. Is, ...is C-3PO fluent in? How many forms? I want a final answer. I think it's over 6 million. 6 million. Over 6 million. Over 6 million, but not over 6 billion. It'd be over 6 million. That would be over six million. Over so six million. Yeah. I've respectfully given you a, a quick pause, and I just wanted you to know because uh-huh. he says this basically in every movie, yeah. which is obviously something that I know yeah. that I've <laughs> yeah. seen. Yeah, um, yeah, and I when he introduced, I himself. got confused with the forms of communication or how many times I've seen it. So six billion is would, my scene yeah. in the movie. Six million is how many times C-3PO's, how many ways he can talk. So Yeah, I feel like I, there's there's been some of these answers like you do what I'll do with trivia. It's just like you, you want to buzz in so quickly uh-huh. that you're like jumping ahead of yourself. So I've respectfully given what? you... But so far, they're all correct. So far, they're all correct. Okay. So far, they're all correct. All right. okay. Next question. Name three of the four. So I'm not even asking you to be four for four. Uh, of the Jedi's sent to arrest Chancellor Palpatine. Mace Windu. You got one. Kit Fisto. You got two. I gotta be honest, I don't know the third one. I don't know. I, I know there are four, as you said. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Mace Windu, played by Sam Jackson, is an easy one. Kit Fisto is one of the three that like yep. aren't named in the movie. You just happen yep. to know them. Mm-hmm. They're not ever addressed yep. verbally. So we've got uh, first letter, a uh, first letter, first name A. Uh-huh. First letter, last name, K. Oh, Anna Kornikova. Obviously. Okay. I mean, I I would watch it. I didn't realize <laughs> she was in these. I, I felt uh, I genuinely, I, I genuinely do not know uh, what... Agent Kolar? Nope. Never heard of that uh, one. Agent Colon is also what I... What would do you mean accepted. Agent Smith from <laughs> And the then Matrix? the last one, Sacy Teen. Yeah, no, no idea. I'm going to be straight honest with you, because there's no other way I know how to be. You're impressing me here. Is this a game or an intervention? Because I feel like I'm maybe now realizing I'm too invested because I think that most people oh, have gotten like three of you're those. You're just right? now realizing? I'm just telling you now. Like either way, this is a win-win for me, right? It's a problem for me. Either I was going to make fun of you for not having enough Star Wars knowledge or I was going to make fun of you for having too much Star Wars knowledge. Really, at the end of the day, you lose. But mm-hmm. final question, are you yep. ready? Mm-hmm. Um, in current Star Wars con- continuity... Or canon, you might say. Yeah. That's what I usually say when I am talking about it. Yeah. Um, what are various colors of lightsabers? What are all the various colors of lightsabers? And give a broad example of a wielder of each color. All right. So the, the I already know who wrote this. I know who did this. This is Dan. 
based on that question. Uh, listen, don't jump ahead. Do you know that you this can't? Is Dan. You this can't, is brother Dan. You can't. You can't just go on. Who wants to be a millionaire? And say I'm going to answer the million dollar question before the half million dollar question. I know how question. he speaks. This is Dan. All right, so I'll answer the question. Uh, in canon, there are uh, there's a purple lightsaber, Mace Windu. You got it. Uh, there's a white. And in that for purple, uh, I have an editorial note that says, Chet, you better know for purple. Yeah. You see, got it. You started yeah. there. Also, uh, there's a white one. Some people might call it gray, but it's a white one. Uh, Ahsoka Tana uses it yep. in mm-hmm. the Clone Wars and Rebels. Obviously, clearly. That's what I, obviously, I would say that. There is blue. Many people use that. Obi-Wan Kenobi is mm. my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's green, mm-hmm. like Luke Skywalker, Qui-Gon mm-hmm. Jinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are you might red. say like for blue and green, like various Jedi use it. Various Jedi, various Jedi. Okay. Red. That's uh, what I would say. Red would be uh, all the, the dark side users. Mm. Sith. Yeah. So various Sith, you might mm. say. Yeah. But not just Sith. Various Wizards, Sith. Uh, Kylo Ren, who's not Sith. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah. Yes. So dark side. Yeah. Red. Yeah. So red, purple. I got red, purple, white. Uh, blue, green, and then there's at least one more that's black. It's yes. the, the dark saber, but that's that's a one-time use thing, mm-hmm. and that's the Mandalorians. That's and, the Mandalorians. And Darth Maul wielded it for a while. You know, uh, Darth Maul, uh, famously the only movie I've seen, Darth Maul. But the yeah. episode one Darth Maul Insidious, I think is what it was called. Yeah, maybe. I forget. <laughs> I forget what it was called. Uh-huh. And uh, there is a singular color you're missing. In canon? In canon. So I guess there's been talk of like yellow lightsabers that can cut through other lightsabers, uh, but it's debatable whether or not that's canon. Um, but I guess I'll go with that. What would be what would be a uh, a wielder of such a thing? Uh, so it would be more like old republic people. I don't know a singular name. No, no, no. I guess what would be their job? Hmm? What oh, would be what protectors would they... of the of the of the like Jedi like uh, uh, library. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an incorrect because they would be Jedi Temple Guards. <laughs> that's, that's basically what I was saying. <laughs> I don't know, uh, listeners. You can you can vote in. So um, I want you, can you to vote know in. where w- can they vote in? What do you mean they can vote? <laughs> Good, vote in. I'm just gonna create a, I'm gonna create a new feature on the site that just vote says, in. Is is Chet wrong? Yes or no? <laughs> or yes? It's actually just gonna be yes and yes. Oh, uh, uh, I feel exposed. I feel exposed here. I gotta say, bang up job by you. Mm. Bang up job. Bang I mean, up. not not a not a hundred percent. Nope. But I think I'm okay with not getting a hundred percent though. For for as I don't difficult, think I want that. So I'm gonna just tell you. I, I have this note where he was telling me about each of the colors of the swords of the lightsabers, mm-hmm. where Dan was explaining mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. to me. Yep. And I thought, you know, way more information about this than anybody else on the planet. And I have a note here. That says, because I assumed at this point you'd be doing poorly in the quiz, that Dan knows so much more about Star Wars than you. <laughs> but now what I think is, <laughs> that's why you guys are brothers. And I'm going to end with... That's why. Nerds! <laughs> so anyway, you can find us. That's Chet. I'm Rodney. You can find us on downthehallpodcast.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. Chet, where do they find us on Twitter? Oh, I do want to say that uh, that you can scroll down to the bottom of that website, downthehallpodcast.com. And uh, and recommend a movie for us. We got a new movie recommendation this week from Ivy, mm-hmm. as you mentioned to us yep. uh, before. It was Deepwater Horizon, and she she went the extra effort, the yeah. extra mile, I and put it put it in the be, yeah. in the website. So yeah. now we definitely have to watch it. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and do that if you think a movie's worth our time, your time. Throw it down there, and we'll watch it and, and maybe do an episode on it. And don't forget to let Chet know 
He knows way too much about Star Wars. Let us know on Twitter. You can find us at Down the Hall, guys. We will see you next week with Lyndon Wells.